and welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. This is an emergency podcast as we're going to be talking about the mandatory 20 cent pick six payout at Gulfstream. Welcome to episode 118. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right hand side of the screen. My goal since day one is to get to 1,000 subscribers. We're at 738. So call your friends, call your neighbors, even if they don't like horse racing. Just tell them Howard's a school guy. Just go on YouTube and have them hit that subscribe button. Uh, then after they do that, make sure you hit the notification bell so you know when new content will rise. You guys know the drill. Smash that thumbs up button. It tells YouTube it's a great show. Um, you can find me on Twitter on my name tag, at hkravitz. And also email down below on the scroll, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com uh yesterday <laughs> oh boy what a day uh here's the plan um it is right now noon eastern on the east coast as i'm speaking here on sunday the pick six at gulfstream does not start until three o'clock by 310 eastern standard time sunday so we're gonna go for about an hour uh today at the most talking about the pick six at Gulfstream today. It's a 20 cent increment. It's very playable. It's a mandatory payout. There should be two, three million in the pool. Um, also, if you're watching live, of course, please make sure you chat on the top right hand side of the screen. I haven't been able to take as many viewer thoughts and comments um, this past week when I had Scott Hazelton and Simon Brayon because we had a lot to handicap. So I apologize for that. But believe me, I'll get plenty of your comments up on the screen if you have them. Uh, today, like, first of all, Michael Bryant. Michael, thanks for joining the show. Uh, appreciate the congrats. We'll, we'll talk about yesterday, for those of you who don't know, um, a little bit. It was pretty crazy, but thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, here's the plan. Uh, I'm going to talk for about 10 minutes, just very briefly about some promos. Talk quickly about yesterday, if you don't know what happened yesterday for me. Um, I had the day of my life. I want to share with you guys, and then we'll get right into handicapping the pick six. Uh, first of all, I have three promos, if you're not aware, um, for this podcast that I want to tell you about briefly. Um, and I really think all three of them are excellent. And without sounding greedy or any negative, I don't think enough of you are taking advantage of these promos. Uh, possibly you don't know about it. Maybe you're just not interested. I don't know. But let me go ahead and share uh the promos i'm referring to first of all i'm going to bring up my own youtube channel very quickly so i'm going to bring up my own youtube channel i know it's weird there i am talking if you go below the video player below the video player where it says show more if you go to show more uh actually i don't have it up i just well okay i just realized that's a major screw up on my part so anyway let me take this off just a second uh if you go I'll take care of it after the show. After the show, again, below the video player, if you click that show more button below the video player, I'll have all three promos up. Let me just show you on screen what I've got, uh, and you can look at it for yourself later. First of all, I have a race day blog. It's really inexpensive, guys. It's 12 bucks for the entire month, 13 bucks for the entire month, a little over $3 a weekend. Let me show you, again, if you're not familiar with the race day blog, let me show you what it looks like. What I do is I share my screen here. What I do is I have spot plays. So I, I show detailed, I show detailed ABC picks. This was my ABC for the all turf, which actually I hit for $1,500. Um, I believe that caveman, the caveman play also hit. The two actually won this first race yesterday. But the six was out, and I slid the two over. So actually, this was one two nine. Um, I didn't scratches were not on the screen when I sent it out. But everything else hit, including the four and the four. That hit for fifteen hundred dollars. So that was a hundred dollar play that you would have hit for fifteen hundred dollars yesterday. I give spot plays, and yesterday Spenderella won uh, the last race of the day, Gulfstream. My really key to the whole tournament that I finished second yesterday, the contest. Count again one, so I gave those two out. Um, the dirt pick five also hit. It didn't pay a lot, but this also hit. Um, eight rings was scratched. Collaborate was horrible. That was not a good play for me. 
Aqueduct. Let's talk about this for a second. Um, I know I got a lot of people who were uh, that cashed on this that belong to the race day blog. This was all A's hit. So you didn't have to play this ABC grid. This K-Man play for 67.50 hit for 500. And if you played in all A's, just 12 bucks, that hit for $500. So um, again, these spot plays are hitting about 40%. Where is it here? 38% right now, and that was before yesterday. So I really, whoops, sorry about that. Uh, stop that screen. I really think the race day blog is excellent. And listen, some weeks are better than others, but I've given out a lot of pick fours and pick fives, and they're not on this show. So a lot of those plays that you see, we don't talk about on this show. I can't talk about every track on my shows. Anyway, look into the race day blog. Again, how do you do that? You go on to patreon.com. You can see on the screen there. I've also tweeted out a bunch of times. Patreon.com backslash Podcast and sign up. Love to have you uh, do that. Now is a great time. It regenerates the beginning of each month, so it auto uh, you get auto charged at the beginning of each month. Uh, great time to do that. You can listen to the show, of course, on Spotify, Podcast Anchor. Um, there's the race day blog. Sorry. Also, uh, Bet BetUS is a great uh, betting site. Fantastic platform. And last week or a few weeks ago, when I started the promo. I put $200 in of my own money, and I got $250 of free play. Free play. I bet basketball. I bet some golf. I bet horse racing. Bet US. Again, the information will be below the video player after this show, or you can go on to previous shows. Just go on any previous show. Click on show more below the video player, and you'll see more details about that. There is a promo code you have to use in order to sign up for Bet US. And then the podcast pool. Uh, that is closed for this month, but starting at the end of the month, join our podcast pool. Uh, basically, pull a bunch of money together to play pick fours, fives, and sixes. If you want information on the podcast pool, email me, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Uh, it is closed now uh, for the month of March, but you can sign up uh, again in April. All right, uh, so that is information there. I also want to mention one other thing on my um, YouTube channel. And let me go ahead and bring on my YouTube channel one more time very quickly for everyone. So I had a lot of people that uh, sent me thanks yesterday, but also hit, you know, wanted to thank me for hitting, you know, giving them the pick four, or the pick five at Aquilt that paid well. Um, I don't want to come off as arrogant or greedy at all because Everyone knows this is a crazy, crazy game we play. You can lose money just as easily as make money. But if you see on the screen here, on my screen, it's a little hard to see because I got a new banner. On the top right there, you guys see where I'm looking there, the top right? It's the bottom right of the banner. Right next to here is the horse. If you go at the top right, there is a donate button. You see that donate button? If you want to donate money to the channel, all you have to do is hit that donate button. It goes to PayPal. Um, so, again, feel free to donate any amount you want anything would be greatly appreciated and before people start thinking I'm getting greedy or whatever all that money goes to this channel uh, there's things I'd like to improve I'd like to improve my graphics I'd like to get a, a producer and an editor so I don't have to keep like clicking buttons back and forth and going crazy uh, no one does work for free <laughs> so um, yes I had a great day yesterday um, <laughs> that was amazing but, you know, I was always told to pay it forward. That's how I was raised. People in the podcast pool that are listening know that. I paid what happened to me forward yesterday. Uh, I remember when I was younger, if I had a nice score, I'd go up to the window to the teller and throw them five or ten bucks. So, anyway, obviously you have no obligation to do any of that. But if you want to donate to the channel and help me out, just make the channel look better, grow, you know, continue to get great guests, hit that donate button on the top right-hand side. You can donate any amount you want, a dollar. Whatever, five bucks, whatever you want. Anything would be greatly appreciated. All right, uh, let's see. What else we have thought? Let's talk about yesterday before we get into the picks. Yesterday was bonkers. For those of you who don't know, I uh, play, I had two seats in the Ultimate Betting Challenge. This is a major. This is basically one of the top four live money tournaments in the country. It's a $3,500 buy-in. I won two seats on, on Pegasus weekend, so I 
was able to get in these uh, seats, uh, these turn, these uh, co this contest yesterday for free. So I had two seats worth seven thousand um, dollars. I had the best day of my gambling life. Uh, it was it was crazy. I ended up. Uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to say it. Uh, I won seventy-eight thousand dollars yesterday. Unbelievable. Um, and it's a crazy journey. And I am so humbled and honored just to be amongst some of the best handicappers in the country uh, yesterday. And I've just been on a roll with live money contests. It's, this has been going on since January. Uh, just, I'm on a heater. I don't know what to say. Um, or really even all the way back to uh, last October, frankly, when I won a seat to the BCBC, did well there, did well at the Pegasus in late January. Um, so the first thing I want to say is I want to thank all of you. Anyone that tweeted me, uh, sent me texts, my phone and Twitter was off the hook for about three hours last night after I finished second in the Ultimate Betting Challenge. And by the way, congratulations to Christian Helmers, who won. Not only did Christian win, he had two entries. He came in fifth also. He won over 100K yesterday. That is crazy. Finishing first and fifth out of 176 people. Christian, great job. Congratulations to him. But anyway, it was surreal. So thank you to everyone who, and you know what? This podcast has a lot to do with it because uh, 14 months ago, first of all, 14 months ago, I never would have been in this tournament, number one. Number two, um, I had people from all over the country, um, famous people, people you see on TV, tweeting me, texting me, saying congratulations. It's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so blessed. I don't even know what to say. Um, I will very, very, very quickly tell you about the tournament. So uh, we have some quick comments on the screen here. Uh, Charles, thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks for joining the show. Uh, Steven, Steven Vanderbrock, I've not seen your name on the live chat. Steven, thanks for joining the show. Am I doing a live uh, podcast tomorrow for the man? Ooh, I didn't know it was a mandatory payout. Uh, I'll tell you what, thumbs up on this video, below the video player, give me a thumbs up or send me some comments. I wasn't planning on Steven, but actually, uh, I don't have school tomorrow. It's a holiday here in Illinois. For those people who don't know, I'm a full-time high school math teacher, um, for 25 years. Um, I don't have school tomorrow, Steven. I don't know. They want another, <laughs> does anyone want another, uh, uh, podcast tomorrow for the mandatory payout at Golden Gate? Uh, thanks for joining the show, Stephen. Uh, David, thank you very much for joining the show. Appreciate it. Um, Gemini said the sound is bad. Wow, okay. Gemini, it might be you. As far as I know, the sound is good on my end. If anyone wants to put in the live chat about the sound, the sound should be absolutely fine. Gemini, you might want to check your computer. Uh, again, if anyone uh, wants to type in the live chat, if the sound is an issue, uh, please let me know. Um, I don't, I don't know about, uh, I think the sounds okay for me. Okay. Uh, people are saying it's, it's fine. I have it about as far up as I can have it guys. All right. Thanks Jotham. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do a live show tomorrow. Anyway, very quickly about yesterday. So one thing that everyone knows about me, I'm very honest. If I were to come on every day and say I crushed it every day, uh, that'd be a complete lie. Anyone that does that is not telling you the truth. Everyone, of course, has good days and bad days. I had two entries yesterday. My first entry was bad. I mean, my opinions early were not good. I loved collaborate in the, uh, the Gulfstream Park race. He was awful. I don't know why. He was bad. I loved Doppelganger in the San Felipe at San Anita. I thought Forbidden Kingdom would get pressured early and might not be able to get the distance. I was completely wrong. Doppelganger ran fine, but Forbidden Kingdom just ran him off their feet. So I was down to my only one entry. Uh, what happened yesterday, though, again, quickly, is I crushed <laughs> the last three races. I played a big double as time goes by into count again. By the way, Flavian Pratt, thank you, my friend. Flavian Pratt, the ride on count again in the penultimate race at San Diego yesterday in the Kilroy Mile, the number four horse, if you watched it. Holy cow, what an unbelievable ride and timing. So I had a big double into count again, and I had another double count again to express train. Now, that would have gotten me to about 10,000, but here's where it got cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Folks, I decided to gun it. 
I went for it. I played, if you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, I played a $3,500 double, uh, exacta, sorry, $3,500 exacta, 3500 straight, express trained warrant in the last race of Sandia, the 6-3. And I made that decision three or four days ago. I actually, I talked about it on my show with Scott Hazleton on Wednesday. I thought that uh, Stiletto Boy, the 8, was going to regress. I had a little bit the other way, a 3-6, but I just went for it. It worked out, and Express Train won, and I got up to 40000 of live uh, money my bankroll, and then plus $20,000 in the cash prize, and then a seat to the NHC in Vegas. Going to Vegas next year uh, to the NHC, and also a seat to the Pegasus betting challenge on Pegasus Day uh, at Gulfstream next year. Anyway... That's what happened. Uh, and yes, uh, Stephen Pratt is coming to New York after he goes to Keeneland. So anyway, that's what happened, folks. I know people want to hear about the pick six. Let's just move on to that. Thanks just to everyone, and thank you for all your support. Greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get into the pick six, folks. That's why I know a lot of you are here. And again, we're going to go to about 1.15 approximately uh, Eastern Standard Time. But again, the pick six does not start until a little after three o'clock. So you'll have plenty of time. I realize there's some races going on. Gulfstream's going on. Just put it on in the background and listen to the show here. Um, and by the way, I'm also going to show my ABC ticket as well. So we'll do both that. All right. Yeah, everyone's strapped in. Here we go. Chance of me hitting this pick six today. <laughs> the odds say no, but why not? We're on a heater, right? Let's just keep it going. All right. Let me go ahead and show my screen. Here we go, folks. Let's rock and roll into the pick six. All right, so let me take the banner off the screen, too. First of all, the pick six starts. Let me go ahead and uh, move it up here a little bit. It starts in race seven. You can see the post time, and I apologize um, for the um, ads on the right side of the screen. This is obviously we're doing live here. Uh, post time is 3.08 Eastern. It's race seven. This is a mile on the turf. It's for optional maiden 50 uh, claimers. They're going... Again, a mile and, sorry, a mile on the turf. And there's the field. These field sizes, by the way, are huge, ladies and gentlemen. I put myself partially back on screen here. Are you ready for the field sizes? This was, There were only a few scratches. I've got field sizes in the range of 10, 10, 11, 7, 12, 12. Wow. That is going to, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Anyway, there's the field. Let's go right to the PPs, and also let's go to my picks here. And here we go. There are my picks in the first race. Again, you're going to want to stay to the end of the show to see my ABC uh, ticket and also Caveman uh, pick five ticket as well. I'm going 1-2-10 in this race. The one to me is very interesting, and you see he's 8-1 mooring line here. Uh, this is a horse by American Fair out of a Warfront mare. You got Pharaoh on the sire, and you have a horse out of Warfront. This horse, by the way, a Florida bred, should take the turf. I watched this turf work. It was good. Nothing spectacular, but it was good. Has not raced since June. I get that. Uh, Gonzalez is first call for Mark Cassie at Gulfstream. Um, has been working pretty consistently and well. Uh, for his return. I don't think there's any killers in here. I am very, very interested in the one for Live Oak Plantation. I think he's, I don't think he's going to be eight to one. I think he's probably going to be closer to four or five to one. I think the one is very interesting. Uh, the two, Guchko Bra is very logical in the favorite. There's a few things I don't like. I don't like 0 for five. Uh, Danny Gargan's an excellent trainer, but this was a Pletcher horse before that. And he got a perfect trip last time and still couldn't win. Um, I'm using him as an A, but I don't think he has to win this race. I think he's going to be over bets. Um, Gooch Gobra, a likely favorite, but very beatable. The other horse I have as, an, uh, as a third choice here is the 10. Beloved Warrior makes a lot of sense for Safi Joseph and Tyler Gaffleone. Um, was in main special weight. Last time was on the synthetic. Ran well, lost. Ten posts is not easy, um, but obviously can win. I'm using a bunch of others in this race also. I'm using the nine, um, and 
I'm using the four also. Again, I will show you, I'll show everyone my ABC ticket and my caveman play at the end of the show here. But the one I think is a very interesting horse in this first race. Again, I'm going to try to bring as many comments up. Please comment on the screen. Uh, sorry, chat. You can talk to each other. You can talk to me. My good friend Tom is here. Tom, thanks for joining the show. Um, Jotham, the one is a 20. That's the other thing I liked. Yes, Jotham, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, if you see this early pace, this 81, there's not a lot of speed. Jotham, if he breaks, I think he's going to be aggressive. I agree with you there. Um, all right, so I'm going 1 to 10 in the first leg of the pick six. But like I said, I am using a bunch of others. Let's go ahead to the next race. The next race is race eight of the sequence. You see it there on screen. Let me bring down my banner. I'll bring on my picks in a second. Race eight is a, a cheap. They're going one mile on the dirt. It's claiming 62.5. You're just bread and butter uh, kind of day, uh, kind of race, excuse me. This race, there are going to be some big favorites in this race. The five and six, as I show you the field. You can just see by the morning line. So the five and six are going to take a ton of money. I don't think either of them have to win. On a, on a cheaper budget, you probably just want to go five, six. Uh, if you want to spread more, uh, I'm going to try to beat the five and six, to be honest. I'm using them, but I don't think they have to win. Let's go to the PPs. Race eight. All right. Let me go down and talk about the five and six, first of all. Uh, the five is my top choice. Tone Phelan uh, for Victor Barboza and Luis Saez has a lot of early speed. Uh, this trainer is very good off the claim. If you can see that on the bottom, oh, you can't see it. Sorry. It's a little bit small, but on the bottom of the screen, there are 24% uh, off the claim. Those numbers have to be looked at real carefully. I think that's only this year, this calendar year. I could be wrong or maybe the last five years. I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, Barboza is very good off the claim. This horse definitely has early speed, is going to be aggressive, has back numbers, um, but is not the most consistent. So although I like this horse, he doesn't have to win. The number six, Papa Honor. I have sort of a strong opinion here about this horse. Seven to five to me is crazy. Crazy. You say, Howard, he's got monster figs compared to everyone else. Yeah, but those were on synthetic. If you go back, his dirt numbers, now this was when he was younger. So maybe this is just stinking thinking. But if you look at his dirt numbers here, 47, 35, 52. When he really got better is when he went onto the turf than on the synthetic. I'm sure he's just a much better horse now. Um, he obviously can win the race. I just want to point out his, that on dirt, he's going to have to prove it. Um, but he probably will. Uh, again, another likely winner, but doesn't have to win. I'm a bit interested in the seven, Plato, 15 to one morning line. Uh, this is a five-year-old who has numbers on the go-back that can absolutely win. Take a look at his Monmouth form here. His Gulfstream's form is pretty consistent. Didn't run very well last time, but was up close to a fast pace. Um, gets a new rider today. Panici is, 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 you know, he's not great, but he's not bad. Um, if this thing falls apart, I don't know. I think Plato's not possible here. I'm also using the eight, Malibu Max, for Chantal, who's probably more likely a winner, but I don't like nine-year-olds for Jorge Delgado. Um, I'm spreading here. The, this, I just don't trust the five and six. They can win. Again, I'll show you my tickets at the end. Uh, five and six are the most logical for sure in this race. But again, uh, these are very cheap horses, and sometimes these races fall apart and weird stuff happens. So I, I don't think the five and six have to win. That is the second leg of the sequence there. Let's go ahead here as I move on to race nine. This is the third leg of the pick six. Again, if you're just joining us today, thanks for joining as we're going through the mandatory 20 cent pick six. This is on the turf. It's a mile and 16th. This is for uh, beaten claimers. It's 20 down to sixteen thousand uh, dollars. This is th this race right here. I gotta go. I gotta go full screen. This third leg, uh, race nine, is an absolute cluster. If you're playing this pick six, 
you have to spread here. Unless you have better pins than I do, unless you're smarter than I am, which I'm sure some of you are, this race is impossible. In fact, I almost never do this. I, If I were playing a caveman ticket, I'd hit the all button. I really would. On my ABC ticket, I will be playing because I don't play cavemans. On my ABC ticket, I'm doing a weighted all, which means I'm using every horse as either an A, B, or C. I think this race is extremely difficult, in my opinion. Let me go back to the screen here. This is, oh, sorry about that. Here, that it's an 11 horse. I don't want to make it smaller, but there's the top, there's the 10 horses. There is an 11 horse in here, Boru. You can just see by, look at the morning lines. The morning line favorite is the five, Vittori Kin, at four to one. So this is an absolute skull buster, for sure. Let me go ahead and bring up the uh, PPs here. My top choices, there they are. And these are not strong opinions, by the way. Like I said, I'm using almost every horse here. Actually, I am using every horse. I think uh, Mr. Uh, Matushek is a bit interesting. Uh, this is a claim for Robert Mosco, who does not have a lot of horses, but you can see on the screen, or maybe you can't see, is uh, was 20% last year. Um, so, And it has Ramon Hernandez, uh, who Hernandez can absolutely win. He's an excellent jockey. He's really good up at Woodbine. He just doesn't have the same opportunities here at Gulfstream. He can absolutely win. Look at these numbers on the go-back on the turf. That's what I want you to focus on here. Again, the numbers on the turf last year at Gulfstream, high 70s, mid 70s, absolutely good enough to win. Most recently was on the synthetic, just ran a real nice race last time against a horse in this race on February 13th on the synthetic. Uh, was just claimed. I think you're going to get bigger than 5-1, to one, actually. I like Mr. Matushek here. I see no reason why he can't win. I also like the six, Benelux. I'm not going to show a lot of replays. Benelux ran well last time in a tougher field. You see he's been in tougher. Look at this. Allowance now winners of three, optional 50. Uh, claiming, clown, claiming crown race, 35 claimer. If you want to say it's a negative that he's dropping down to 20, I'm not going to disagree with you completely. Um, off since January, by the way, but he's been working really well. He's got Jose Ortiz. There's a lot of intent here. Um, I like Benelux. I think he can absolutely win this race. And a little bit of a price shot I want to throw in here is the one on the couch for Duarte's, the trainer. Again, this is Jaramillo. Again, look at these turf numbers. Now, that was sprinting New York. So maybe he can't get the distance. However, the last two times against cheaper, he's gone distance on the poly and seems to be getting better. He's going to be a price. On the couch, not impossible. He's got the rail. Jaramillo's going to save ground. Wide open race. Again, why not? Um, there is... Uh, nope. That's all right. So I'm going... You know, I'm just looking at my picks. Uh, yep, that's right. Sorry, I just didn't put it up on the screen. Yeah, that's right. I'm going for... Actually, you know what? I'm going four, six, seven, guys, I think. Let me double. Nope, that's right. Four, six, one. Sorry, guys. I'm sort of hesitating on my own picks here. But that that's correct. I'm going four, six, one uh, in this race. But again, I'd use everyone. Uh, let's see. You got a bunch of comments on the screen. Sorry for the hesitation here. Uh, Jotham likes the all button. Or hit the like button. Sorry. Thanks, Jotham. Um, Brian Nadow said best bet in singles the six okay yep uh by the way brian nadow has been on the show he does the an analysis for the gulfstream park uh simulcast feed uh brian does an excellent job that's a gutsy single i could never single anyone in here never but i understand it uh ralph wants to talk about mention the four on the reclaim the oh the four is a reclaim uh good point yes he did used to train him thank you uh, but he only trained him for one start, it looks like, uh, Ralph. He only started him, he only started him, uh, he only had one start with him. But yeah, uh, you're right. He is off the reclaim. Uh, look who's here. Trish. Trish, thanks for joining the show from uh, Lexington, I assume. I uh, really appreciate that, Trish. Thank you. Uh, anyway, it's a wide open race, guys. There's many horses. 
Vittori Ken, who's the favorite, I'm not going to show the replay, ran very well last time um, against Boru. He, he was legitimately wide, no doubt about it. So I do like Vittori Ken, the five, a lot more than I like Boru in this race. I will say that. Boru is the 11. Actually, I'm just going to show. We haven't shown a lot of re replays. Let me just show very quickly. There are There's a bunch of horses coming out of the race. Focus on the 3, 10, and 13. The 3, 10, and 13. I'm just going to go right to the finish here. I'll freeze it right here. The 3 is Boru right here. He's the 11 today. The 3 got a dream trip. He actually was a play for me on my uh, race day blog at 5-1 to one that hit for our players. He's not getting the same trip today. The 3 got a dream trip. The 13, I believe, is this gray horse right here who had to be used early. So I would upgrade... Um, that horse today and also and then Vittori Ken I think is right here in the green making a or actually no I'm sorry uh, I'll let it roll uh Vittori Ken's coming from the back of the pack yeah in the green he's actually the the 10 so anyway 3 13 10 look how wide Vittori Ken here's Vittori Ken the favorite today coming from way back Here's the uh, horse I like a little bit today also coming to 13 hole. Vittori, you see these fractions are very slow. And Baru just got a dream set up. And you can see Vittori Kin. There's Vittori Kin, the five today, making a big run to the back. And the 13, this gray horse, also ran very well in this race. So these horses were pace compromised and post compromised. Meanwhile, Baru got the great setup. So again, as we go ahead, uh, Uncle Curly. I I would upgrade Vittori Kin and Uncle Curly today, and I would downgrade Baru. There you go. So let's get these numbers in for this race here and today's spot. Again, I would. This is why watching replays is important. I would upgrade the five Vittori Kin. Uncle Curly is the uh, Uncle Curly. That gray horse, twelve to one, not impossible today. I'd upgrade him. I would downgrade quite a bit Baru. Now he's got to come from the 11 hole with some people's favorite jockey, <laughs> Javier Castellano. Uh, anyway, I don't. I, I think he can win. I just think he's got a tougher situation. Anyway, that's how I see uh, this race. It is absolutely this, this race is completely wide open. Let's go ahead to the next race. The sequence we move along. Race 10. This is the fourth leg. Optional. Uh, a, a optional claiming for 25,000, six and a half furlongs on the dirt. This is a rare small field. This is where you might want to take a stand in this race. It's up to you. Um, the board looks open. I don't think it's quite as open as it looks on the board, in my opinion. Let's go ahead to the PPs here for race 10. And I'll also bring up my picks. There's my picks for race 10. I'm taking a pretty strong stand here with the four, Fabricate. This is a claim for Jose D'Angelo. Luis Saez has the mount in this race. Uh, there's a lot of speed. I'm going to put myself on screen. A lot of early speed in this race. I think this is the best closer by far. He just won by seven last time, being up close to the pace, and I want he wants to. If you see this filly, sorry, it's a girl. This filly is very capable of coming from behind. I think Sai is going to let the speed go and come from behind. Um, she does not lay over the field by numbers. I just think this race is going to set up very well for Fabricate. I've got Fabricate on top in this race. I have a bit of a price here in second. Midnight Diva, I don't know if she can run. Uh, on dirt, but she's got very good numbers from California on the turf last year. She's been off a while. She's been off since uh, July of last year. But if you take a look, she's been working very well. Uh, this was on the sin, but she does have some decent works on the dirt. This is a complete guess. I could be way wrong on Midnight Diva. I'm using her as a backup if she can take to the dirt here at Gulfstream. Um, I'm not... I think she's a bit interesting. The horse that's probably going to be the favorite here is the seven, Aleka Star. Now, I'm taking a big chance by not having Aleka Star on top. I think Aleka Star 
uh, the seven, again, the bottom of the screen, will probably be the favorite. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. And, or she, excuse me. Not only has she done nothing wrong, she's been spectacular. She won an open uh, main special weight here in September by 14. Only got a 65 buyer. The races in September at Gulfstream, not the highest quality. But look, she won by 14. Then she comes back in February against state bread, state bread, N1X optional, 12,000 claimers. Uh, had the rail, was at a fast pace, one by five. So you're wondering, Howard, how is this not your top choice? Well, I've got two reasons. One, I think this is the toughest field she's faced in her career, number one. Number two, there are two horses on the inside. This two, Tis Splendid News, is very fast. You see these red color-coded, it's all one, 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 one. This horse has one way to go, and it's to the lead. Tyler has to send. The one on the inside is not as fast and is not nearly as good, but the only chance Chantal has is to send. Again, the one isn't fast enough and is not good enough, but she's not slow. The two, it could be a major thorn in the side of the seven. What is Jose Ortiz going to do on the three? Only kidding. He's on the inside. He looks like he's got, a, she's got a lot of speed too. And look at the early time form US. I'm going to, the seven has not proved yet that she can rate and win. Maybe she can. Maybe she's going to be the next best thing. I don't know. But I'm a little bit against a luck of star. As I go back full screen, you're going to know about a Lucka Star of the seven in the first three or four jumps. If a Lucka Star outbreaks the inside horses and gets to the lead, it's probably going to be party over. If the two and three send hard like they should and they break well, and the seven is you know two or three wide uh, in a in a in a very fast pace, I don't think the seven has to win at all. I wish I could see the first five seconds of the race. Of course we can't, but. I don't know. I don't think the seven has to win that race. I really don't. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, we got a few comments here. We got a lot of comments here. Let me catch up on some comments. Let me take the banner off the screen. Let me go. Uh, we'll go partial screen here. What comments do we have here? Sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Trish likes Tis Splendid News. Trish, the, the two is going to have to deal with a lot of pace. Um, she can win. She is on my ticket. She's on my ticket. Just not my top choice. Uh, let's see. David Thompson. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but David, I've not seen your name before in the live chat. David, thank you for joining the show. Please make sure if you're a new, uh, viewer, maybe watching this on Twitter, please go on my YouTube channel and subscribe again. HHH racing podcast. Just go to YouTube Type it in the search bar, HHH Racing Podcast, uh, and, and please subscribe to the show and hit the notification bell, etc. I'd greatly appreciate it as I see some new names, which is fantastic. Um, David said, professional gamblers say the one or six. I think he's talking about the previous race, guys, so I'm going to move along here. Uh, Charles thinks the six Midnight Diva is interesting off the layoff. I don't know. Why not? If, if, if this thing... Gets heated up early. I think some crazy stuff can happen. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, Tom likes the five and the eight. Um, I'm not using either, Tom, but good luck. <laughs> good luck to you. Um, again, this race, it could fall apart and something strange could happen. All right, let's go on, folks, to the penultimate race. I'm going to show my tickets coming up here again. Thanks for joining our special emergency pod here on the HHH Racing Podcast live on pick six mandatory payout Sunday at Gulfstream Park. All right, race 11. Race 11 is a mile of 16th on the turf. It is starter optional 35 claimer, which again means uh, that it's a big field. That means all these horses at one point, I don't know if it's in the last year or not, I have to look at the condition, but anyway, at some point, they were in for $35,000 or less. Very big field, very difficult field, I thought. But I did think there were two horses that uh, stood out to me. As I go ahead and bring up my banner and go to race 11 and then bring up the PPs. All right. 
the six and the nine, the two logical horses in this race, they don't have to win. Sorry. They don't have to win, but I do think they are the most logical. The nine horse, born a gambler. No, was not named after me. <laughs> uh, three to one Moyne line, blinkers off. David Fox, Jose Ortiz um, has not been on the turf, which I find strange. He's been on the poly. I don't know if they've tried to get him on turf, um, but he's been on there. Yeah, he's been on the poly. Um, who's the dam, by the way? Look at the dam. Uh, Dina Little Kitten won $375,000 there. Was a nice turf horse for Chad Brown a while back and Ken Ramsey. And, you know, has some siblings. Uh, a man called Brody. Uh, sorry, a man called Bodie did okay. Uh, this horse, can you would think, could run on the turf without a problem. Uh, overanalyze on the uh, male side is definitely more dirt. So... I don't think the source has to take to the turf, but probably will. It's got figs that fit. I like the blinks off. I prefer the source coming off it. There's a bunch of speed. Just seems very logical to me. The nine, born a gambler. The other horse, Kitso Dan, ran very well last time on the synthetic. Might be the favorite over the nine. Uh, only ran once on turf, and that was against Red Danger, who ran yesterday in the pulpit. Uh, Listed stakes, 75,000. Uh, beat Born a Gambler, by the way, last time and did it pretty handily. So uh, I can see why the six should be on the top. In fact, I probably should have the six on top. Let me let me go ahead. In, in, in fact, you know what? I, I'm going to switch my picks here, folks. Uh, because the more I look at it, the more I think that the six is really the better horse. Really no big deal. I'm using them both equally in the uh, pick five. I'm going to go six, nine, four here. Um, Kido, uh, Kito Don can absolutely win. Uh, by the way, Maker taking over for the claiming. There is a horse I want to talk about in here. Uh, there is not a lot of speed in this race. I'm going to go full screen for a second. One of the biggest mistakes that I make consistently, and I've been making doing this less lately, but a while back is not using lone speed on the turf, especially at Gulfstream. There is not a lot of early confirmed speed in this race, race 11. And I'm fascinated with a horse. I don't think he's going to be good enough, but if the horse I'm about to talk about breaks well and is on top and slows it down, he could completely blow up this pick six. And I'm talking about the four horse in this race, Valiant Avenger for Jaramillo, 15 to 1. Now, uh, you see this 96 early time form, if you look carefully. Um, the only other really real speed horse in this race is the one on the outside, the 9, or excuse me, the 5, uh, Spunktacular, who in my opinion has no chance to win this race. So I don't know if the 4 is really going to get the speed situation I want him to get. But maybe he doesn't have to have the lead. Maybe the 4 can just sit off the 5. The 4 was in cheap. At, uh, on the slop, not what he wanted back in October. Didn't run well. Then took some time off and ran ran well. Again, against cheaper, only main 25 on the dirt, up close to the lead and pretty fat, fast pace with a 61 buyer. Again, not fast enough to win. However, this horse has been off again. He's a newly turned three-year-old. He's got some decent works since that time, but I'm really intrigued the breeding. Take a look at the breeding of the four. This horse is by Valiant Minister out of a mizzen mast mare. This horse, look at uh, look at the mare, uh, look at the dam of the four. Uh, plat platinum plus. Uh, very nice turf horse here, won 240000 And the siblings are also good. Platinum price, won 170,000. Passion Plus, 271,000. So this is a pretty nice turf family here. Uh, if the four Valiant Avenger can get on the lead or be up close, if he takes the turf and improves a, a lot, um, I don't think the four is absolutely impossible. This is a fascinating horse. I would throw him into your pick six if you can afford it. Or maybe put him underneath and tries and try to you know, make some money then you're tried. So just not a lot of speed in this race other than the five. I think he's interesting. He's one of those fuzzies that can blow up your pick six, or maybe you can hit a nice try. 
or a super. I don't know. Uh, throw them in there. I think the four is interesting. Um, Dean makes an excellent point. Yeah, uh, Jaramillo is aggressive. He likes to go to the lead. Um, I, I don't want him in a speed duel, though, he, because he's not proven that he can go around a ground and battle and win. I mean, that'd be asking a lot. I would like to see the four break Dean and be either on the lead or up close, you know, with the five, maybe just sitting off the five. I don't know. I think he's fascinating. I really do. Um, okay. I think we're going to move on the last race there. So anyway, I am using others. I'll show there's others to use. I'm using others. I'll show you my ticket here in just a minute. Let's go ahead to the last race. As again, I'm clicking a thousand different buttons here. Uh, Steven actually brings up a really good point. Was that an, is that an optional race? Yeah. Steven, you, I gotta go full. I gotta bring myself. Steven, great job for the viewers. This is an angle that I like a lot. Actually, sorry, I got the wrong race up now. This is optional 35. Um, so some of these horses are in for a tag. I don't like horses that are in for a tag in general. You can see there's no 35 claimers. See how the five is in for, you see this right here, folks. See how the five is in for 35,000. It's right above that Lasix and the weight there. Um, the, the four is not in for the tag. That's what Steven's talking about. So the owners, they're not giving this horse up for 35. The six is not in for the tag. The nine is not in for the tag. So Steven, thank you very much for bringing that up. That's an excellent point. It's an angle I look at. All right, let's go to the next, the last race. Last race of the day, folks, then we'll show our tickets and then everyone's going to crush the pick six later today. Uh, race 12. This is another tough race. They're not going to end this pick six with anything early, easy. These are cheaper horses, maiden, claiming 25, mile 16th on the turf. Wow. Big field of 12. There are the top 10 horses you can see. And there's the 11 and 12 at the bottom. Again, there's 11 and 12. The more line favorite is the six Eagle Chief. Again, big field. All right. Uh, I am going in this race. I'm going 9-6-3, folks. 9-6-3 to close this out. The 9 is 4-1 to one Warren for Christoph Lamont and Tyler Gaffleyone. Uh, his two races were against much, much tougher. Look who he raced against last year. Cellist, who was a very nice horse. This maiden race that he was in last year, his first start was very difficult. Then they stretched him out to mile and three-eighths to me, which was very strange off a long layoff. I guess they just figured he wanted to go uh, long. Didn't run that well. And then he ran better um, in for 25,000. This is not a, this is no killer. I think this is his class level he should be at. I trust Tyler and Christoph Clement. Uh, he needs the right trip, though. I mean, this is not a horse that should be probably anything less than that morning line, but he's very logical and fits. The other horse that's logical and fits is the number six, Eagle Chief. But I got to say, I do not like 0 for 13. 0 for 13 is not an angle I like. That being said, this horse has been against much tougher Last year at San Anita, Maine special weight. Uh, then at Gulfstream, the last two was in Maine 40, ran well. Last time, Maine 25 dropped down. I believe coming out of the same race as the nine. No, different race. Um, but Fitz now claimed, again, very logical. I will say that Tyler Gaffleon was on the six last time and goes to the nine in this spot. And then you got the three, Righteous Roy, who got a very good trip against slightly uh, more difficult horses. He can win. There's a lot of horses that can win here. Um, I've got the one in the mix, the one swing low, first time uh, turf, has the rail, new gelding, Lasix off a layoff, has some turf breeding. I've got the 11 in here also, uh, El uh, Pecado from the outside. Look at the combination here, by the way. Again, Ramon, Demi, uh, sorry, uh, Ramon Hernandez and, sorry, Rafael. What am I saying, Ramon? Sorry, Rafael Hernandez and there's Robert Mosco again. This is the same combination as a horse that we liked earlier in the sequence. Just want to point that out. I also have the 12 in the mix as a complete wacko horse that might be able to take to the turf. There's some turf breeding here on the 12. 
as a complete wacko. I've got the seven in here, who's first uh, second time turf, but has a lot of early speed. Maybe he can get loose. I don't know. I don't trust the six and nine in this spot, folks. They are the best horses along with the three. They don't have to win. I guess it just depends on how deep your our pockets are uh, that you have here uh, in your bankroll. Very tough last race. Very tough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to show you first my caveman pick five. Now, this is going to be two, three million dollars, folks, in the pool, into the into the pick six. So I'm not going to give you a $50 ticket. Obviously, you don't have to play this ticket I'm going to give you. Uh, no shade or disrespect to anyone. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Even after my big score yesterday, and again, if you're joining us late today, thanks for watching. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I had my best day of my life and won $78,000 yesterday. And I don't say that to brag because everyone knows this game is brutal. I can lose that back. Well, I, I would never lose it back quickly because I'm disciplined, but we all know I could go the other way the next month and lose a chunk of it back. I mean, this is a very difficult game. Um, so I just want to let the, the, the world know you have to celebrate your victories, folks, because when stuff like that happens, you got to celebrate it, right? So I'm not afraid to be happy when I win or sad when I'm lose. Um, so I'm not playing some crazy monster ticket here. If you, if you have if you have lighter pockets, get together with friends. What I'm doing, I'll show you in a minute, I'm playing with a bunch of people today. I've got some buddies, three or four people, that I'm putting together a bigger ticket to give us a better chance to hit. Highly recommend you do that. Here's my caveman play, folks. Uh, there it is on the screen, so I'm going to just sit up here. Uh, sorry, the screen just went a little bit blurry. Apologize for that. Okay, it's a $176 play, if I calculate it correctly. You can see that the two main things I want to point out here is I'm hitting the all button, the third leg, which I, again, almost never do. Brian Nadow, one of the viewers said, uh, he's singling the six in that race. I love that, Brian. Uh, Brian's not a viewer. He's Brian Nadow, the analyst. I, I think that's not a bad idea. You got you either got to take a chance there or just go crazy and spread. I'm choosing to spread. The horse that I'm singling is the four in leg four. That's the race uh, where I think there's a lot of speed. and I think it's going to set up. Uh, for him, so I'm assuming the four, six, nine on the end here is very risky. Again, this is not the ticket I'm playing. Personally, I'm playing a much bigger ABC ticket. Um, six, nine would be risky. If I were playing my own ticket uh, for a caveman, I I would take some horses off this all button leg and throw another one or two in the last leg. That's what I would do. But anyway, there's my 176. <clears throat> excuse me, $176 caveman straight ticket if I were to play it. Let's get to the play that I'm going to be doing much more likely or similarly. And I actually have a picture up that I want to show you. I'm going to make this bigger so we all can see here. Give me a second here. Uh, okay, I'm just putting it up on the screen. Let me take that down. I see there are a bunch of comments. I will um, get back to them those comments, folks, in just a minute as I go and share my screen here. Uh, okay, there we go. Now, this ticket, and don't hold me to this, this is very close to the kind of ticket I'm going to be playing. Now, there's a lot of horses here. I'm going to leave this on screen um, in case you want to take a picture of it with your you want to, you know, screenshot it or you want to take a picture with your phone or you can, of course, you can just replay this show too. But uh, let me let me be very clear now. This is an expensive ticket. This ticket is $1,500. You can see on the top of the screen. I highly doubt, unless you have very deep pockets, anyone would play a $1,500 ticket. But again, this gives you a lot of opportunities here. And most of you know Ticketmaker, you have to have either all A's, so you have to have all these horses, or you can have four horses in this column and one horse in that column, four A's, one B. You can have three A's in this column, two A, uh, two horses in this column, so you can have three A's and two B's. Or you can have four A's in this column and one C in this column. Again, it's using ABC Ticketmaker. If you have some friends and you want to get together and play a ticket like this, I'm sure you won't play this ticket, uh, that's what I would recommend. Play a big ABC ticket. 
This is not my official ticket. I have to do some tweaking. It's going to be something similar to that. You can see, look how many A's I'm using there in leg three. I almost never, ever do that. I've got uh, one, two, three. I got, what, eight? I've got eight A's <laughs> in one race. I almost never do. And then I've got a single A in the next race. This is what you got to do. You got to take some stances. I want to find some prices, you know, at least somewhere. There's prices in here. Um, there's prices in, on the B line. Again, that is my ABC ticket, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that I'm going to send out. Again, that might not be the ticket I'm playing exactly, but that is in general the ticket I am uh, going to be playing with a bunch of friends, something close to that. Uh, Michael, appreciate Thanks uh, for joining the show. Uh, Trish, it's going to be my new favorite horse term. A complete <laughs> Yeah, he's a wacko, Trish. He's a, he's a wacko horse. Um, I don't know. He looks impossible, but sometimes, uh, you know, shit happens. You never know. Uh, let me go ahead and bring up the banners up. We had a lot of people watching today. Really want to thank. Don't leave the show quite yet. Uh, I'm about to end here. Let me just bring up what's going on. Next week, um, next week, next Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, the standard time, I'm going to have a viewer roundtable. I've had a lot of famous guests on the show um, but really, this show would not be what it is, this podcast, without you guys, the viewers. And I have some viewers that watch the show consistently, many viewers actually, but I have a few in particular that are really good handicappers. And so they're going to be coming on with me. We're going to have like four or five people on with me next Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. A week from uh, next Saturday is the Tampa Bay Derby and a huge day at Tampa Bay. And so that's what the show is going to be focused around uh, next Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. At least that's the plan right now. Follow me on Twitter. I'll give updates. Look at the YouTube channel. I'll give updates on this show. But again, the plan right now is next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, talking about the Tampa Bay Derby and having a lot of uh, viewers on the show. It'll be like a fun viewer roundtable. We'll chop it up. Um, I don't, unless anyone has any other comments they want to put, Ralph. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Jotham, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe it's Jotham. If it's not, I apologize. Um, and again, the last thing I'll say, if you want me to do a live show for the mandatory payout tomorrow at Golden Gate, they're racing on Monday. There is a mandatory Golden Gate pick six payout. If you're interested in me doing a live show, I'll be happy to do it. I would probably be... I don't know if I would do it right before the sequence, like, you know, today I'm doing today, or maybe I would do it in the late morning, you know, central standard time. Um, I need some input. I really need some input. So uh, those of you that we have a lot of people still watching and listening, and if you listen later on, if you want, if there's a lot of interest, I'm only going to do it if there's a lot of interest. If you want me to do a live podcast tomorrow for the Golden Gate Pick 6, either put comments below the video player and say yes, I want that live show or tweet me, send me a DM. Please don't email me though. I, I don't want 50,000 emails. Send me a DM or tweet me or um, let me know if you're interested and I'll make a decision tonight on that mandatory uh, payout possible podcast uh, tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is going to wrap it up because there's more live racing happening now and we got to put together our tickets. So that is going to close that out, folks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting the channel. Thank you for all your well wishes on yesterday. Um, good luck to everyone at Pick 6 today. I would love for everyone to smash that mandatory 20-cent uh, Pick 6 today at Gulfstream Park. This has been Howard Kravitz, the second-place finishing ultimate betting challenge uh, player, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for watching episode 118 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good luck today at Gulfstream Park and the mandatory pick six. Take care, everyone. We might see you tomorrow on Monday for the mandatory payout at Golden Gate. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.